Welcome everyone, I'm Heather Welch from EDX Education and today we'll be in conversation with Hayley Winter, a leader in the early years. Hayley's an experienced early years teacher and leader, founder of All About Early Years on Instagram, who has been building her community of teachers through the social networks by sharing ideas about teaching and advocating on the importance of play. Hayley's looking forward to welcoming her class back to school and has been working with colleagues to put parents and caregivers and teachers' minds at ease. Today we are chatting to Hayley about school readiness, tips for parents in transitioning their children and home learning. Welcome Hayley, it's wonderful you could join us today. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Also, how you became passionate about play and an early years leader. Of course, so I'm Hayley Winter and I run the Instagram account All About Early Years. Um, I originally became passionate through learning through play. Um, I used to volunteer as a Rainbows leader through Girl Guiding and that got me interested in um, exploring around learning through play, learning with children and then I become a nursery nurse. I completed my teaching degree and then became a full-time teacher. While I was a nursery nurse just watching those children become flexible, independent, confident, learning through play, all of that building up their resilience and their independence, their curiosity by looking at different scenarios and situations and just being able to watch them grow and develop made me so passionate that I could provide this situation that creates them having long life skills and it's just absolutely amazing how play can progress and teach them these skills um, as they go on. Um, I progressed to be an early years leader quite quickly um, really. I was a nursery nurse in a day nursery for about seven years before I did wow. my teaching degree. Yeah, so I had lots of experience um, in the classroom. I've become a nursery nurse. I was a TA whilst doing my degree at the same time. Um, so I became an early years leader just this year. So it's lots of things. We are a three form entry school with a nursery as well. So we have 90 children in our foundation team. Um, and then we also have six um, adults, that's three teachers, three TAs. We have roughly about 50 children in our nursery and that's one teacher and three TAs in there as well. So we're quite a large team altogether, but we work so closely. We cross links over, share resources um, during this time as well. And it's all about just creating that environment, um, being the third teacher of that environment and just letting them explore, letting their first opportunities in school become the create that love of learning. Wow, so you've actually, I didn't realize that you were a nursery nurse first. So you've actually been around early years environments for a lot longer than originally than I recognized. So you originally became a nursery nurse and then a TA and now an early years leader. So is this your first year to set up your own area as well? The first year that you've have been managing it? Yes, so um, I was, like you say, a nursery nurse before, I've been a TA and then a teacher. So all in all, I've probably been in working with children for about 13, 14 years. And um, my first year of completely running it all, I did take over three weeks before lockdown in the UK. So oh. it's been a bit of a crazy time. So, yep, as you can imagine, it was full on in there um, leading us through oh. lockdown. Um, but I've got such a supportive team around me. They all want to work together, create the best for the children. And our view of it is we want to create an environment that if I have children um, myself, 
then would I be proud and would I want them to attend this, um, our school, our environment? And if, if it's the answer is no, then that's not good enough for me. I want to create this environment that I'm proud of. I'm proud to show what we can do with the children, what we can do with the area and the space as well. Ailey, as a mum and also as a teacher, I think that's an amazing way to look at it. So that would make me, because I love it when my children feel really safe and supportive and just walk in and they know that that's where they're going to be for the day. But I think amazing. So you took over three weeks before lockdown. So no one knew what was going to happen and you definitely didn't know what was going to happen in that circumstances. So well done you. That's a very good, it's an amazing feat. Listen, as a teacher and an early and your early years leader, the hot topic at the moment, as you might know, is school readiness. And there is so much information out there that we can read and how to transition. But look, as the early years teacher, do you believe it's important for our children to go back to school in September? Um, yes, I do believe it is um, really important that they do attend school and come back to school. We need to get back into those normal transitions. We need to try our best um, to get back to normality the routine of school waking up in the mornings those day-to-day -day routines that we have and it's also important for parents to you know either um, stay at home mums where they have their own time to do their have their time to do which, whatever they do and then jobs things like that all of the obviously economy is obviously relying on um, schools as well degrees we've done teacher training we know what their next steps are and everything. So we do have that a little bit more expertise in teaching children than the parents do. So I do feel it's important to help our children get back to a bit more normality, see their children, have those social interactions as well. And yeah, just get back a little bit more normality. Yeah. Um, it's funny, you know, I originally trained as a teacher and I've been taught for a few years and then haven't been teaching for quite a while. And I think teaching your own children at home is very different. You have to really be prepared for it than teaching in a classroom with someone else's children. I think I really do give my hats off to teachers, especially a lot of teachers that had to retrain and then go to virtual learning for the primary, which yeah. whereas they were on Zoom and they were, you know, then recording all these amazing and trying to interact with um, uh, trying to keep parents happy is one thing. And then just trying to keep the children, you know, happy and, educated really so let's see yeah, how it must we... be really hard as well having such a young one and then when you have more than just one child a young one different age groups and trying to get everything in there and obviously a school day is usually six hours and let's be honest we don't spend six hours with one child we spend <laughs> it with 30 children so just having those small times together it can create such um like still educate them and still still help them out yeah, there was indeed. But you know what? I'm very much similar to you. I'm very passionate about play for the little one. So he did a lot of play and exploring and the older one had a little bit more structure. But I suppose there's one other yeah. thing I want to quickly chat with you about, especially with school readiness is that many parents, caregivers and teachers are concerned about returning to the education environment. Do you believe the criteria for parents and caregivers, also teachers, has been clear and for going back to feel safe to going back to school? Um, I do feel like it has been, it is very much dependent school by school. Um, I am part of a academy trust as well. So we've got different things happening in the academy trust even. So it is very dependent on school by school. So I can only go by what my school's done and what we've prepared the parents and teachers with. 
personally, I feel safe. There is a risk um, that teachers will get it. You are mixing with a lot more people than you would do normally um, at this time. But teachers and TAs still have to stay two metres apart. We have all been provided with face shields um, if we wish to use them and in certain areas that we do need to wear it. We've been given a handbook which goes through step by step um, what we need oh, wow. to do, where we need to go, what we need to do as well. Um, and then we also have staggered start times, staggered entries, staggered lunch times. And then we've also created a handbook for the parents as well. So this goes through um, each, there's a separate one class by class. So it just has the information in that that person, that parent needs to read. So that includes what time their child starts, where they need to be, what, what they need to bring to school, what, what they normally bring to school but aren't allowed during this time, and also where they need to collect their child, and all of those key things. Also within that, we have um, an email system for the parents. It is class by class, and we have said that we will check it at the end of the day. If the parents have any extra questions, because during drop-off times, especially the older ones, um, just come in independently from the gates. Um, the younger ones, we just want a handover as quick as possible. So if the parents have anything to pass on, they can just send us an email and we can pick it up during school time. So for me personally, I do feel safe to go back in school. We've got everything in place, the cleaning systems, the where we should be at every time. And also with the parents um, within foundation. Currently, we are having, um, instead of home visits, we are doing meet the teacher. So we've got one parent, and one child coming in per class at a time. We have an hour slot for them. So oh, they're wow. coming in because they haven't had their transitions, um, coming in to see the environment to make sure that they know what foundation looks like. They've met the teacher and they've met the TA. They can see the outside area. They can see for the first time where they're going to hang their peg, where's the toilets, all of those important things for foundation right away. And also you start that relationship with the child and the parent, which is obviously the most important thing. Um, and then they can, the parents have that opportunity to ask any questions. That's when we go through the handbook with them as well to make sure that they're happy and comfortable. And we can also find out about the children that are starting with us. Hayley, it sounds like you've absolutely put the parents' the parents' minds at rest. I know that in our household there's been a roller coaster of emotions from for returning to school, from excitement, anxious, to generally just wanting to know what's next. So that sounds like you've alleviated many of those fears for, say, parents at your school, but also I imagine that most schools would be very similar. Now, I know that my children went back this week and they focused less on academic for the first two days and they're just more on getting the children back together as a unit, as a community. So I was wondering if this is something yeah. that you've looked at. Yeah, definitely. So it is all about their well-being when they first come in. It's been a long, long time since children have <laughs> been has. back at school. Yeah. So it's how are they feeling about it? They've obviously moved year groups. They might have a new teacher as well. I know um, some schools and in certain year groups in my school, the teacher has moved up with them for the new year. Um, oh, and they've nice. changed their year group. So just keep a little bit of independence as well. So for nursery, I've moved from nursery into foundation. We've had the year one teacher move up to year two. Um, and just to keep that little bit of similarity with them. But we definitely have a focus on their well-being getting back into routines um, and just that little bit of conversation and that little bit of friendship time as well and who's in their class, what's the routines and expectations of that, um, of that year group um, when for the first week um, we're doing. And throughout that time, we're creating 
calm areas having lots of brain breaks as well for them um and and especially even in the year one year twos and further up the school creating those little bits of play time as well that normally wouldn't you wouldn't see within a typical um school setting just because they have missed out on their six months yeah. of schooling um for that routine they're not sort of used to it <laughs> I think you'll probably find getting them back into getting them back into their chairs might be a little bit harder in the older years because they've been probably been running around so much. But the younger years, because you're very play based learning, isn't it? Where you are, is that yeah. correct? Yeah, definitely. We're all about. Um, they, we have a free flow environment inside and outside. Our outside area has just been revamped over summer as well. So oh, wow. we've got an extended outside area. I know, it's amazing. I keep showing all the parents <laughs> when they come in. I'm so proud of it. I'm like, come and check out our outside area. Oh, do you know what? It's, um, that's really nice as well. So as long as they've got the clothes to go out throughout the winter, you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Bring in your wellies, no matter if it's raining, we've got wetsuits <laughs> to put on. Get out there and go splashing some puddles. Do you really have wetsuits? Oh, not wetsuits, like going in the water, like actual wetsuits. Okay, I get <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, yeah going to go swimming. Listen, the other thing is tips for parents to helping them prepare back to going to the early years setting or even an education environment because it's, I mean, the teachers kind of know what they're going back to, but parents, you know, many children have been away, as you say, from nursery for six months. What are the challenges that many children that you have with many children coming back have you discussed this with your teacher friends yeah definitely so i think lots of um i don't think necessarily the children children become really resilient um <laughs> they bounce yeah they just come bounding back into school not not caring but you know happy to come back and oh i haven't seen you in so long and hi and hello to their friends and everything it is more sometimes the parents separation anxiety um, that we find as well some children have it as well but we're doing those things like meet the teacher showing um sharing photos of our environment and of the teachers with the parents and we've been encouraging encouraging them to look on our website come in um, and park in the car park when it's um, drop-off time and see the other children have a look at them in their uniform trying on their uniform and just explaining yeah. the full procedures to them as well um, there's a book called um, The Invisible String, which is absolutely lovely. And it just um, creates that story that we've actually recorded reading to them and sent to the parents as well. Oh, that um, no matter, you can't, yeah, you can't see them, but they'll always love you. You're, you're attached by this invisible string and they will come back for you at the end of the day. <laughs> and we've, um, yeah, some parents and some children do worry about that. Um, if you draw a little heart on um, their hand or on their um on their um, arm or something like that and then we just say and the parents do it too and when they press it each other can feel it and you know that they they're um, still connected and things like that we've just been encouraging oh that's really lovely I mean you've got a lot more experience than to say teach coming out because you've been a nursery nurse as well I suppose that you've been dealing with this for a long time because sometimes I suppose children say that they feel sick and actually they're feeling anxious and then they probably would have come to yeah. you over the years as well so I think this is probably something you've got down pat over the years to come through but you know so there are going to be many hurdles for teachers and for parents but also what are the top five things you'd suggest to do with your children to prepare them to come back just for the transition to the early years setting so I think it is about talking about feelings um, that is going to be a big major one over the next few weeks um, or even the next term even um, to it's okay to feel nervous and what does nervous feel like does it feel like a little funny feeling in your tummy or 
but sometimes you can get that feeling when you're excited and trying to tell the difference between those feelings um and it's okay to feel scared or worried and all of those feelings talking about those um just as i said before about visiting the school talk about nursery or talk about the school that you're going to have a look outside have, have they got a uniform have you prepared all the things let them try on their uniform their school shoes have a little role play at home about them being the teacher or you being the teacher and them coming in for the day and as they start um not to overwhelm them after school so as soon as they come out let them talk to you rather than asking them we know that you want to know about their day and all of that but try not to ask them 20 questions as soon as they come out of school how was your day did you play with the paint did you do this did you do this it's very overwhelming for them so let them just come home let them have a bit of play and then we try and say to the parents about asking open-ended questions or giving them a choice between questions so um did you go outside today and they've got a simple answer yes they did no they didn't rather than those open-ended questions of what did you do today they they've done so much they've gone in the creative area they've done some counting they've read a story they've had a story read to them they had snack they've gone outside to play they did this they had lunch and they can't remember all of that that's so much and they don't see it as learning either they just say what did you do i played that's generally the reaction we get from our children so um it's just important to not overwhelm them with all of those questions where they go and also for the parents and for the children if your school's got a handbook or um, to let them know um, drop off time, pick up times, just make sure that you've read all the information. All the information that school has provided is there for a reason. Um, and if they haven't provided with you with that information, then schools are open. Send them an email, give them a ring and find out where you need to go on their first day. So you feel prepared. So the child feels prepared as well. You're not going to be walking around um, not knowing where to go. And also lastly, having open communication with the teacher and the school. If, if you've got concerns, share them with your class teacher. If you've got concerns about their development or you're anxious because of coronavirus, then just share them because we can talk through anything. It's better to have that open communication than keep things to yourself. And then we find out things later on. For example, if they need help when they're toileting, if they struggle getting changed themselves, if we know this information, we're going to be helping and supporting that child straight away rather than then waiting and then realising they need that support. That's amazing. That's definitely exactly what we've been looking at here. I can tell you right now, we've had some, a lot of open communication, but I've found that one of my, well, my youngest child's behaviour has regressed a little bit is a nice way to put yeah. it. So, whereas he, he quite likes routine. He likes knowing where he's going and things like that. And I think with the whole six months off, he's just sort of, I think we've, or maybe it's just the time he's just before he's three is that it's been harder to get him to sleep. So there's a whole lot of transitions that as a parent, we really need to work on as well. Cause I think he's going to be really tired and probably a little bit emotional at school in the next two weeks. Cause it's quite a lot to go back to four or five days at school after being off yeah it definitely days. yeah definitely now the other one is now if 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 we do we hope we don't but if we do the bubbles are broken and all the rest of it and then we have to look at home learning in the future again do you have some good tips for parents that are struggling to keep early years children you know entertained or off screens and playing yeah so it's just so important to realize that playing is learning 
Um, you don't need to spend hours and hours and hours doing things with them either. It's those five minutes of interaction time and then let them um, interact and play by themselves and things. Everything that you're doing daily is supporting them for their life skills. It might take a little bit longer for them to do things like getting dressed themselves rather than you getting them dressed in the morning. But that's a life skill that you're practicing and repeating every day for them to do independently. Doing things that you don't see as learning, such as things like baking um, and with your children, you can measure out the ingredients. So you're looking at what numbers they need. You're following instructions. So they're learning the literacy about following the instructions and reading them. And then obviously all of those mixing, um, using your gross motor to mix, roll out if you're making biscuits, things like that are really important. And you don't realize that's, that includes so much learning. If you go for a daily walk, have a look at the door numbers, have a look at the road signs and see if you can recognize any of those numbers or anything. Walking up the stairs, counting as you go, things like that that you don't think is learning. And just my top tip is just playing is learning those five ten minutes of interactions just little and often is okay and they don't need hours and hours of just sitting there just doing what they're doing if they're if it's hot get them outside have a little play in the garden if you've got a garden um for you water play pouring and all of those and um if you're obviously listening to this podcast then you're interested in your child's learning so already so you're doing the right things by looking out for those um, opportunities that have come up for um, supporting your child a little bit longer. In this household, we like to freeze our toys and then get a hammer out and knock them about in the hot weather. I don't know if this is something because we always, we freeze, we do a treasure hunt, we freeze little bugs and all sorts of things, not real bugs, I must yeah. admit not quite but and Definitely. then we have one of the hammer them open and it's quite fun actually it entertains both a nine-year-old and a two-year-old <laughs> definitely it's one of the best things as well i have to say because even my niece and nephew um, my niece is four and my nephew's eight that's one of their favorite things to do as well we've frozen my sister's frozen like money as well and they, they get out and they can find the money and it's it's all about maths learning then and they recognize the coins and um like you say like bugs and then they get a magnifying glass and it's that science behind it as well. Can they use maybe a pipette to use cold water or, or hot water, warm water? What melts it quicker? If they add a little bit of salt on, does that help as well? So it's all of those things that they just don't realise that they're learning. Yeah, well, from that, we went to ice, Antarctica, climate change with my oldest son. So it was one of the subjects he was, one of the areas he was learning in science. And so that was actually quite a good way to entertain the, the younger one and the older one at the same time. time. So Hayley, listen, what I suppose what, we want to know now is what what are you excited about with the children returning to school as a teacher i cannot wait to get children <laughs> in my class that is what i want i want the children back in um i obviously have transitioned from nursery this year into foundation as well so i've recreated the environment within the foundation and we've also had the extension of the outside area and that is all new so i can't wait to get the children back in class getting playing with them being silly with them getting them learning getting them reading and just seeing how what they're like in the environment and every cohort of children is different so what suits them do i need to tweak it slightly change different areas and things like that so i just want to see the children back and get playing with them 
Hayley, you've moved up with your children, so you're going to know a lot of them, like 90% of them. Is that true? Or have you got a whole lot of another intake? No, we do know. I know about half of them. So 40 out of 90 I've got coming up. So I'm, I'm glad that I've already got those relationships, strong relationships with the children and with the parents of about half of those, um, that cohort already, definitely. Well, that's, you know, 90 is a lot. I mean, my son, I think in his year level, it's only a very small school. They have 33 in my oldest son's year level. So it's only a very small school. Listen, can you let your listeners today, today know how to get in touch with you if they want advice about early years or fun ideas? Of course. So um, I am on Instagram and it's all about early years. Um, my DMs on there are always open. Just send me a message. I just put out... Um, Lots of different things. You'll see my environment on there. Lots of fun activities as well. If you want to ask a question or have any advice or anything, please just send me a message. There's also an email link on my um, Instagram as well. So you can also send me an email. Um, but yeah, if you want any help, any advice, I'm always happy to um, chat with people about early years. I just so passionate about it. I love it so much. Um, but yeah, so it's all about early years. Hayley, I've just noticed you do, you do do a lot of live recordings with another teacher. Is that right? Sometimes on Instagram. So they could always, is there a set date that you do do these or is it just ad hoc? It is a bit ad hoc. Um, That's so okay. it is with Katie's classroom underscore. Um, so we did teacher training together. She's a year one teacher. She's in one of the um, trust schools as well that we partner up with. And she's also such a great account to follow. Um, to get to know she does continuous provision in year one so it's great to see and we talk a lot about that transition time between foundation and year one and how we can bring that a little bit closer they are generally um, ad hoc though so her um, instagram name is katie's classroom underscore thank you Haley, for joining us today and sharing your ideas and expertise on play from children transitioning to school for parents caregivers teachers and educational professionals we loved hearing about your journey to becoming a passionate early years leader. Haley has so many great ideas on her Instagram account at All About Early Years. And he's also happy to chat, share information with parents, caregivers and teachers. So please get in touch. We love Haley's passion for play as she mentions play is learning. It's so wonderful to hear about how excited she is about having her class back and making it a fun and engaged classroom for all. Thank you for the tips for parents and caregivers to help with getting our children back to school, from routine to play, talking to your little ones and storytelling. There are so many relevant topics right now and we would love to hear from you. So please get in touch and subscribe to our podcast, Education Tips from the Experts with EDX Education, which is available on Spotify, Apple, Podcasts, Podbean, TuneIn and so many more channels. My name is Heather Welch from EDX Education and let's all stay safe. Thank you for listening.